1: And welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here on a Monday afternoon after the Eagles' very first loss of the season and the first loss in their franchise's history to the New York Jets. Zach, how are you? Well, I'm glad to know
0: that the sky is not falling. Okay, uh, and I'm grateful for Jose and Claire and uh, Donkey Daddy and whoever <laughs> and whoever else is in the chat and watching this. Sante, I'm I'm sorry, Santiago Lyola, um, and all our loyal listeners and viewers and new listeners and viewers. Uh, we are going to have a full week of shows. I'd like to get here. you a
1: Donkey Daddy T-shirt, Zach. I think you'd rock that well. Uh,
0: I don't know if I would I would rock that well, but when I was referencing the sky not falling. Uh, for Eagles fans, the sun came up this morning. Not from that way, because that is north, but the sun did come up this morning. And uh, the Eagles are 5-1, first loss of the season. There's always, as I've said before, I'm not, I'm not reading from a script, but I feel this way. There's always angst in Philadelphia after a loss. Growing up here, I remember what those morning, what those Monday mornings were like at school after Eagles losses. The Eagles don't lose very often anymore. First loss of the season. Uh, but, and, and really with the only the second loss by Jalen Hurts in the past two years, uh, but um, the big question here, the bird's eye view, mm. okay, they use an original expression, is whether these are festering problems that were exposed against the Giants, I'm sorry, against the Jets, okay? Same I, stadium, Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Or... If this was just a bad day for a bad day and that's that's kind of what we'll tackle today and I imagine the next few days as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the tenor of the conversation this week is what is correctable. What is just a bad day at the office and what are things that that we need to be worried about in the long run? We will talk a little bit about that as the show goes on. We're going to talk about some of the news that we heard from Nick Sirianni, some of the injury updates, some of the parsing and analyzing of those. Last few drives for the Eagles offense when everything really, really went wrong. So, uh, yeah, well, we, I think we can get into that. Now that the, the stories of what you do when you first wake up in the morning <laughs> yeah. are, are lost to the ether, we can rediscover those at another point on the line.
0: You would not be surprised that I say hello to my wife.
1: Uh, but you would I be surprised to know that you sit up in your, in your <laughs> bed and you just look over and you say hello to my wife. <laughs> no, I it's say just yeah. like that.
0: I say good morning. Uh, I'll give her a kiss. And then, uh, oh, Zach. And then uh, feeling pretty good this <laughs> morning, aren't we? <laughs> and then I will read the headlines. I will read. And then all of a
1: sudden you're even more excited.
0: I will go to, I, I actually, the first thing I do is go to all phly.com to read my story and to see if there's to any re-read comments, it. Okay. see if there's any comments up there. Uh, I will read the inquirer. I'll read, you know, the athletic, I'll read NBC sports Philly. Did you, you know, get it. the snap counts up first today? Were you the first beat writer? I don't know. Cause I, I did sleep until 7 a.m. today. Wow. So I put it up at 7, and there might have been someone before then. But, yeah, then the third thing I did was put the snap counts up. So anyone who who wants the playing time distribution always knows to go to ZBurm on Twitter or X, however you want to frame it.
1: Okay. And how was the uh, much-anticipated trip to Penn State this weekend?
0: Oh, it was great. I have, I have a lot to discuss for that. Um, we can get to that at the end of the show. Okay, uh, that's that's what we call a tease in in the business. But I want to give a shout out to loyal listener Steve uh, from AccuWeather, which is now my app. Now, whenever
1: I want to know the weather. Um, but let's uh, let's let's get to the news first. All right, right? Stone Cold yeah. Newsman, uh, especially on the injury front, and especially relating to perhaps the most important player on the team, not named Jalen Hurts. What is the news for the Eagles? Lane
0: Johnson has
1: a, he has an ankle injury,
0: which which we knew. It's been termed a lateral ankle sprain, according to Ian Rapaport from NFL Network and other reporters as as well. Which
1: uh, is, of course, a little bit different than a vertical ankle sprain.
0: Yes, lateral and vertical is different. Think of a vertical passing game and a lateral in football. Yep. Yes. Uh, now, the I asked uh, Nick Sirianni for Lane Johnson's status and if. Lane Johnson does not play if it's going to be Jack Driscoll at right tackle, uh, similar to how when Cam Jurgens went down, he immediately said it's Suo Opetta. And he said that there's going to be an announcement coming on Lane Johnson. It's still very early for that. He saw Lane today. So we'll find out what that announcement is. Do
1: you ever notice how any time that like anybody from the team publicly talks about Lane Johnson or anytime time there's a, a team-sourced report about Lane Johnson – the tenor of those things are always like, well, nobody in the world is tougher than Lane Johnson. And, well, you know, we know that he's the best right tackle in football. And all of those things are and may be true, but it's yeah. like for whatever reason, everybody feels that they have to go above and beyond in any time they are talking about Lane Johnson. Be like, well, we know that he's the best player in football <laughs> and that he, you know, would, would walk on hot coals to play. So yeah. whatever he could do, he's going to do. Well, He's a tough dude, he is. Oh, well, he's, I mean, and he's a really good, maybe the toughest person I know. He's, yeah. a, he's a really good
0: football player.
1: I, I don't know. Your wife, my wife, um, well, sure, yeah. toughest man I know, maybe. yeah,
0: exactly. I think that's an important delineation. Uh, but is that on your radar? Do you notice that? I do, yeah. They they they, they like to give Lane Johnson his flowers, yeah, give gas him up,
1: but at every turn, he's got to sure. be gassed up,
0: but he's someone who. Who who probably has not gotten it at earlier in his career. True. And Jason Kelsey said this, he didn't get the credit that, that he properly deserved. And so perhaps probably so. Yeah. So perhaps it's it's stemming from that. Uh, but so we'll find out Lane Johnson's status. These ankle injuries typically take uh some time. He is a tough player. The thing to keep in mind with Lane Johnson, and again, I haven't spoken to him. About this, for full disclosure, or I haven't spoken to him today, but I've spoken to him about this. The previous ankle injury he had—not to saying this is the same ankle injury, right—but he had an issue with his ankle in the past that he played through. It caused problems. It caused more problems, and it ended up being a fiasco for him. And he would he would tell you that 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 was like a really tough period for him during that you know during the previous ankle injury. And yeah.
1: he has talked about how it led to the situation where he had to leave the team in in 2021 exactly yes uh so this is a different ankle though yes and it's it's not the same injury
0: but my point is like the notion that yeah lane johnson would play through anything like uh, you know let's be mindful that even if you tough through something it can cause you know there's there could be residual effects to it that that could be problematic. So I I imagine Lane will take that into consideration.
1: Yeah. And listen, we have, everybody knows the on off splits of like Mm -hmm. the Eagles record when Lane is there and when he's not there and they are pronounced and it's not just, he missed time when they were a little bit worse and he plays when they're good. Like there is a real cause and effect there with Lane Johnson. I think at the same time, you have to keep the big thing in mind and sure. You want to fight to get the number one seed, but the most important thing is that your, is that your team is in good shape for the playoffs, and, you know, there's three weeks until the bye. Is it worth giving him three weeks off? It's it's going to be up to Lane what he wants sure. to play through, right? But uh, those are the the things that they have to decide. And and I guess my question to you is how much – I guess if – let's say that Lane's going to miss one week. Mm-hmm. Do you think their decision at what to do at right tackle with him gone is different than it would be if he was going to miss three weeks?
0: Good question because that brings it to, to the second part of, of the report there where Sirianni – Said that they have confidence in Jack Driscoll. They've won games with Jack Driscoll before, and he kind of suggested that Jack Driscoll would 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 be the right tackle.
1: Uh, I don't. But think, it wasn't the same as the. Same it wasn't thing. the
0: same as as
1: yeah. Right. It wasn't. The it same. wasn't like this guy's our right tackle. He's like it, we well we you know exactly. we've won games with him before. Yeah. I, I don't. I didn't read it as a full on as full, a full throated endorsement confidence. Okay. Yet. So
0: when he was asked about the Suo Opetta and Tyler Steen. He 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 made clear, and this was, you know, when Cam Jurgens got hurt, he made clear, well, uh, Tyler Steen's been inactive and since and, and Sue went in. so was our guy, right? Uh, and that was different than it was during the summer. Now, you didn't think Jack Driscoll had a particularly good summer. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And And now sometimes those, like, you know, one-on-ones are difficult. His, his issue the reason that he's not a starting player is that he's not fully strong enough at the point of attack like guys can get into his chest and push him back you saw that a little bit yesterday I think part of the other conversation we're going to have about this game in general is that we have to give a little bit of credit to the Jets defense like they did a lot of really good things and that defensive line as we talked about all last week is really good so it's not as simple as saying Jack Driscoll was killing him getting get him out of there but the Eagles need to be clear eyed about whether he is the best option or not.
0: Yes. Uh, and and so the alternatives for the audience would would be Tyler Steen or Fred Johnson. Uh, now, I would guess more Tyler Steen than Fred Johnson. Do you disagree there?
1: I don't know. Okay. I don't think that they would play Tyler Steen at right tackle. Okay. Because he's mostly been left. He's down. been right guard and left yep. tackle. Yep. Uh, who knows what he's been working on when we're not there? Yeah. You know, we we never saw Mekhi Garner work at safety over the mm-hmm. summer, and all of a sudden he's playing safety yesterday. It's possible. I you know there's the like the craziest galaxy brain idea you could do would be to play Tyler Steen at left tackle and move Jordan Milata to right tackle, which because they he's did. They'll forward. Forward. Yeah. right? I don't think I don't think Steen is at that level, and I don't think you it's worth you know interrupting what what Milata and Dickerson have there. I think Fred Johnson can play right tackle. He has played there in the past. It's certainly a different type of player than Jack Driscoll. He is too. a he, very good quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see that later this week on all phly. Oh, I love that team. Can't little, wait to see that Bowen uh, byline. Get excited for uh, that. Much more powerful, bigger guy, uh, not not as agile as, as Driscoll, and I'm curious to see what, what they would think there. My guess, just knowing Stoutland, is I think they would Flex. give – well, just having followed the team for a while, not not like he's not coming over for beers, you
0: know. I, I, I don't know. You're a you're an you're offensive the line official. Yeah, um, but you're
1: an offici-
0: you're an offensive line aficionado. Yeah, as a
1: as a as a student of yeah. watching him, not okay. knowing him, uh, I think that they would give Driscoll a full week of of preparation, mm-hmm. and maybe against a different front than the Jets. But I don't know. I mean, I talked about this on the post game show. We saw Week Two. Goodrich goes in and is bad enough that he's not even active the next week. So you wonder if. They would treat it the same way. I, I sort of think that Driscoll would get one more crack. What do you think?
0: I believe it would be Jack Driscoll as well. I, I do think there's some internal confidence in there. There's demonstrated performance. I mean, let's look, the first start he had was like an emergency start, if you will, uh, against Washington week one, the 2020 season, when we thought Lane was going to play. Lane Lane didn't play, and Jack Driscoll started at, at right tackle then. Uh he's He's built up some some equity in that building since then. I've have never loved him at right tackle. I I've, I've actually thought they could have made him more of a guard than a tackle. Um, but they really seem to settle him in at right tackle during the summer. He 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 didn't do the tackle guard uh, switching, if you will. Uh, so my guess then is because because but I, I, I should add if we did this show a year ago, well a year plus four months ago. I would have said Jack Driscoll was was going to compete with Isaac Sayamalu, uh, you know, for the for for, the, for for the starting guard spot because I thought that's the way they 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 viewed him. So I do think it will be Driscoll, uh but I I am curious to see how long this absence is going to be and the effect that it has on the entire offense.
1: What about the rest of the injuries suffered yep. yesterday? Uh Reed Blankenship chief among them having missed a game earlier in the season with a rib injury leaves and does not return with another ribs injury. Also going down were who Bradley Roby, yep. Milton Williams went down came back. He came back. Dallas, Dallas Goddard, Goddard missed the end of the game. Yep. And Eli Ricks went down yep. and did not return with a knee injury. Yeah, so we'll see on Reed
0: Blankenship. As Nick Sirianni said, when it rains, it pours there at that position. He indicated that they're hoping Sidney Brown comes back this week. Uh, so this has been a, a recurring thing with Reed Blankenship here. Sirianni said Howie Roseman also you know, continues to kind of look at, at the roster, so you don't know if there's anything that can be done via free agency or potential even trade. We already know, like we talked about yesterday, Justin Evans is, is down for at least three more games. Uh, yeah, we saw Milt Williams come back. Jalen Carter and Darius Slay, those injuries, from my understanding, uh, are not long-term injuries. Both of them traveled with the team yesterday. Neither one is on IR or anything like that. So we could see them back this week. Uh, Eli Ricks, we'll see. He had that that knee injury, i him in the, in, the, in the locker room, was walking around fine. Um, but I, I think Blankenship's the key one to, to monitor. And, and then Bradley Roby, too. We don't know what the specifics were of Bradley Roby. Nick Sirianni, for full disclosure, uh, is very coy about injuries. I mean, this is... Now, this isn't much different than, like, Doug Peterson or Chip Kelly... But we're not living in the Andy Reid era where, you know, you know full well what every injury is on Monday each week.
1: Well, and I got to tell you, just like buzzing through the TV copy, the rewatch today, Reed Blankenship was all over the place. He is playing at such a high mm-hmm. level. And if it's going to be against the Dolphins, like the speed that they have, yeah. and it's going to be maybe Sidney Brown returns and can finally play. But if it's him and Terrell Edmonds, I'm like, I think that's a that's a big concern.
0: Uh, real quick, what did you think of that re penalty? I know there was some debate there.
1: Uh, I don't have a strong opinion okay. about it either way. Yeah,
0: I thought I, th- I thought it was the right call.
1: I thought it was fine. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. I don't have a huge opinion. Sorry, That's, Not that. You know, I, I gotta have a take on everything, but I don't. Yeah, really. way to sell
0: that one, Bo. My goodness. <laughs> well,
1: what do you want me to say? Well, I mean, there's lots of like ticky-tack calls that could go either way. I'm just don't, don't have a strong opinion. I'm okay. sorry to say. Okay. What did your son think about it?
0: I don't know about that one. He was surprised to find out that the Eagles lost this morning when I told him that. He went to bed; they were winning.
1: Um, but that'll happen. Yeah, but early uh, bedtime but, for the Reed man.
0: Yeah, between seven and eight. Okay. The game started at four twenty-five, so probably
1: over so about seven thirty, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, I think Emily's no nonsense. I'm not home. Emily sent.
1: I know Emily's no nonsense. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think Emily wanted her Sunday night, <laughs> so <laughs> kids go to sleep and she gets to chill. Right? Uh, I didn't get home till one fifteen. So nice for are actually, I got home with specifically 121, uh, yeah. and I, good correction. Yeah. That's important for the record. I know that because the GPS said 126 when I got in the car and no, you beat I shaved it. off five minutes. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. I felt good.
1: That classic lead foot Berman.
0: No, I, it wasn't lead foot. It was, it was just driving straight through. There was no traffic at that hour. Had to be yeah. some
1: kind of lead foot. I mean, if you beat the, if you beat the projections, <laughs> if, you be, if
0: you beat the projections. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I've seen you drive.
0: We once did a pod on on the drive when from Buffalo, you, you critiqued me the entire way. <laughs> <laughs> Felt insecure about my driving I ever since. I Honestly, don't
1: remember that. But you don't remember I rem- driving from Buffalo to Rochester. We flew. I do remember Black that. from Rochester. I do remember that. Yes. You know what I remember about it? The next morning when yeah, we got you on the flight. saw some rapper on the air. Bismarcky second, second second time in covering the Eagles that the an early morning flight out the next morning. Bismarcky was in the yeah. uh, TSA line with me, and you didn't even say hello. No, and and, and he died, and so I, I never had the chance. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, he's not a friend. He, he says, I'm just yeah. a friend, but I don't. Yeah, I didn't know the man. People like your hoodie, by the way. People do like the hoodie. You can get one of yeah. these on the P H L Y Locker, just like you can also get that Bryce Harper mm. uh, new T shirt. The Attaboy Bryce obviously big game tonight now uh, if you were driving Zach uh, to the game yesterday you may have had that you know that classic sun in your eyes okay. maybe you needed some some new shades so let's talk about our new sponsor Shady Rays gear up for the season ahead with quality shades built to last our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that is just as good as any expensive pair that you will see. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. And if you're into winter sports, their quick swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is Shady Rays snow goggles. Shady Rays is also committed to to making a difference in communities across the United States through their impact program, teaming up with nonprofits to help people live healthy, courageous lives through some of their most challenging times. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support. Exclusively for our listeners, here we go. Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code P-H-L-Y for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And now let
0: me tell you something. Uh, if if you're, What up, playa? <laughs> if you're going to about three, four miles that way. No, Zach. <laughs> Every time that you keep joke. doing this. That was a joke. That was a joke. Okay? I don't think that was a joke. That was a the joke. The look on your face did not tell was me that, that, that was a joke. That was a joke. Okay? I don't know. Uh, if you're going to the ballpark and you're wearing those uh, shady rays, you should know things are heating up in the ballpark. Every team is playing to finish the season strong and make it to the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook you won't miss a moment of the baseball action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings, same-game parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. Tonight's game, by the way, is minus 166 for the Phillies. So if you think the Phillies are going to beat South Jersey native, Philly area native. Uh, I was going to say Pat Gallon, Zach Gallon. Okay,
1: member of my fantasy team, highly valued. Yep,
0: uh, oh, big a big night for Zach's, by the way.
1: You, Zach Gallon, who's the Phillies pitcher? Zach Galifianakis.
0: <laughs> um, so what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHLY. New customers can score. instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code P-H-L-Y. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 8-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. C D kng.com slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply
1: all right uh zach we talked to nick sirianni aside from the injuries i want to ask you about what he said about specifically the end of the game there both the interception that Jalen hurts threw which we can get to because boy was it costly obviously the the biggest play in the game and also the Eagles final possession what did he say about those last two offensive possessions
0: Yes yeah, so the there's a there's a few things to on un, um, to unpack there the interception he did not think uh, the interception that Jalen Hurts threw on the second to last possession the game changing interception you can read about that on allphly.com he did not think that that pass was, or that play was telegraphed that the Jets knew what was
1: coming. This is because he was asked about it because the Jets' safety, Tony Adams, said after the game to, I believe, Josina Anderson that like one of the coaches on the sideline was like, pressure the B-gap, fake the pressure, and then drop to the middle, and he's going to throw the ball right to you, as if they knew exactly what was coming.
0: Yeah, and Nick Sirianni said that that's, that's not a play that they ran like multiple times.
1: And this is one where like, uh, uh, Sirianni was trying to hide his body language, mm-hmm. And he was like trying to hide sort of the smirk on it. Like he, he thought that this was ridiculous and he was a little, you could sort of tell that he was upset about it, mm. but uh, you know, he played, he played the right notes and said credit to them, a really good play. But he thinks the idea like they, they he said that they've called this play once or twice in a similar situation. And he thought it was kind of preposterous that yep. they would knew exactly what was coming.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, the, so, the, so that's what he, he said there. He thought that interception was the only one that was on Jalen. Um, you know, I, I know we'll, we'll probably get to it, but he thought the one where Jack Driscoll let Jermaine Johnson, or I shouldn't say let, where he was beat by Jermaine Johnson. Nick Sirianni took responsibility for that. Said that was the design of the play. And then the other one, he didn't specifically say it was on Dallas Goddard, but it was on Dallas Goddard. But he said the, yeah,
1: I I think that's tough. That was rewatching that play. That was just an unbelievable play by Jermaine Johnson. Like it was a perfect play call. Hmm. They, they had like three offensive linemen ready to go block for Dallas Goddard and Jermaine Johnson, who's supposed to be sort of looping around and coming in. Just reads it and beats the offensive lineman to the spot and punches the ball out. It's like a, a freaky, unbelievable play. Good play. I wouldn't have put that on on right. Dallas Goddard necessarily. I mean, he's got to hold onto the ball, but.
0: uh, so so that was one there. Um, and then uh, all right. So 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 then the final drive. Then when they went for and out there uh he
1: I also quickly, yeah. I do not absolve Jalen on the second interception, you know i I know okay, I, I understand him saying about- that that's the play they call, it, but I think he I think that's on him a little bit to feel the pressure that's in his face, like on the front side a little bit yeah anyway go ahead uh the the final drive there he didn't have have Let's I, I,
0: uh, say so he did not get much into it um i was I was curious about the last play. What was your big takeaway from what Nick said overall on those four plays?
1: Yeah, I didn't agree with some of the things he said. He said okay. he, he was kind of happy that A.J. Brett, like that Jalen Hurts overthrew A.J. Yeah. Brown in the first play because he was just going to get tackled and the clock was going to start running. They had time. They had two timeouts. Yeah, they needed to get a first down. There's no like there's a, a real possibility that A.J. Brown breaks a tackle. We've seen him break many tackles before if that ball hits him in stride there's a chance it's a first down. I think that's, I think he's, you know, just trying to absolve Jalen on that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the throw to Devante on third down, Nick said yesterday, that was the one that they had the best chance on. Um, Devante, should he have, should Devante have sat on it there?
1: I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. It didn't seem like Jalen was expecting him to sit. I think he probably did what he was supposed to do.
0: Uh, but that obviously was not a big gain there. The fourth down play, I don't know why they went for broke. I I, I mean, maybe maybe Jalen threw it a touch too late and Devontae had a step on him there. But come on, you don't need, you know, what, what, what you need there is a first down. And you don't need to get all the way down there. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the play two years ago, was it? When Jalen Rager dropped it. Do you remember that Jalen Hurts threw deep, Jalen Rager yes. dropped it, yeah, late in the Hit game. Hit him in the hands, yeah. yeah. But you don't need Same all stadium. those. You don't, yeah, you don't need all those yards in that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think it's probably because he didn't have a better option there. But uh, you know, there, Dallas Goddard's not in the game. Crank Alcaterra's is coming across. It looks like he gets open at the very end of the play, but hard to count on that, rely on that. So. Without having seen the full angle, and it sure would have been nice if they had shown it on the broadcast. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to really parse that one out.
0: Now Sirianni defended Brian Johnson. Um, said Brian Johnson did a good job. Uh, Sirianni said there were some details that need to work out with the... sort of
1: tepidly, though. That...
0: Yeah, he he said he'll take responsibility. Nick will take responsibility for some of the details on on the designs of the play. Uh, I didn't think it was an especially like well called game. Uh, I didn't think it was egregious. Uh, they couldn't run the ball much. I thought though their matchups were clearly through the air uh, when when you knew those those corners weren't going to be there. Now, my big question here was they played empty more than any other time this season. And that's that stood out to me because Lane Johnson went down on the opening drive. Now, Sirianni didn't think like playing... More twelve personnel would have necessarily. Yeah, he did not helped. like
1: that question. Yeah,
0: yeah, he said that that you know playing twelve or, or thirteen doesn't necessarily give you that extra blocker. I think it, you know, I I, I kind of hear what what Nick's saying there, but but when you're going empty, you obviously don't have um, a back in the backfield to block. Uh, so they did go empty more than any time this season.
1: And I think. He could explain this better, but I think there's a case to be made that when you when you know that you're shorthanded on offense along the line, the, the case for empty is that it makes the defense uh, declare where the rushers are coming from. Jalen Hurts can better understand where the pressure is coming from, and he he knows he has to get the ball out quickly anyway, but you don't want to lean too heavily into anything, and, and certainly it wasn't working great. The, now, on offense, you know, first three drives of this game – they move the ball down and score a touchdown on that that long 19-play drive, and there were several difficult third-down conversions, but they're moving the ball on offense. Second drive, they're moving the ball on offense again, and then there's the Goddard uh, interception, and then the third one, they score a touchdown anyway. So they were moving the ball early in this game, and they were moving the ball in the second half too. It's just that they kept making these these classic mistakes, and yeah. that goes to the terrible you know bad day at the office.
0: Yeah, and and you hear all the time, uh, or I shouldn't say all the time, you heard them say, you turn the ball over four times, you're not going to win. That's true. And yet, uh, if they but had they were still ju- in position,
1: if they had only turned the ball over three times, they would have won the game. Exactly. You know,
0: like- yeah. Uh, like the Jets were just a bad offensive team yesterday. The Eagles were a good defensive team. Now, you do give credit to the Jets defense. I mean, Robert Sala said that they've, you know, em- embarrassed these top quarterbacks that they played or have, you know. I feel you like a little, from, a little too chest from puffy from the there. Jets
1: after this game, but who am I?
0: Yeah. Uh now that the, but but that is a good defense. You know, they played Mahomes tough. They played Hertz tough. Um so I can see that, but I still think this is one that the Eagles let get away. I mean, you have the ball with two minutes to go. No doubt. You know, two and a half minutes to go. Uh you're you're winning. You controlled the game the whole you controlled the score of the whole game. The Eagles hadn't been trailing in the fourth quarter all all year. So yeah, that 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 jumps out to me.
1: Now, I asked Sirianni about the the first play of the interception drive. You know, the Eagles have the ball with under five minutes left, but it's not under four minutes left. Mm -hmm. They're up two points. And on the first play of the drive, DeAndre Swift catches the ball and is tackled out of bounds for a two-yard gain. And I thought that was a a bad job by by Swift to not stay in bounds. So I asked Sirianni about that, knowing that in the past, Miles Sanders has done this and he's been pulled from the game uh, because I think mostly because it was a repeat offense for him. But Swift stays in and, and made a couple nice plays on the drive. And Sirianni took issue. He said that that wasn't a, a pure four-minute situation. It's a little bit different uh, because you need to get the first down. And I think that's fine. All of that stuff is true. But also you want your players to have the, the, uh, like the game awareness that if he's not going to get extra yards there, which was not really the situation at the end of that play, stay in bounds, go down in bounds. And I think this goes to some of the conversation we had last year about, uh, you know, Nick Sirianni's like insistence that because his core values are situational football and protecting and winning the turnover battle, that like infuses itself into the way that the game goes. And I don't think that Nick Sirianni cares less about situational awareness this year than he has in years past. Yeah. I don't think he cares less about turnovers he has in years past i don't think he's coaching it that much differently and yet the eagles are much worse in both categories uh we, like the turnover thing is obvious yes. we can see yep. that like that is a, an objective thing but i don't know we've seen situational such issues as such as jalen hurts throwing an interception when he yeah. absolutely cannot throw an interception well that is true right yes. like you're, you're better off taking a sack there than throwing an interception, such as Jalen Hurts fumbling the ball at the end of the Patriots game when you absolutely cannot fumble the ball away. Such as them not getting points or dealing with the clock right at the end of halves or at the end of games. This stuff happens a lot. And so just because you have a lot of situational meetings doesn't mean that everybody's doing everything perfectly.
0: You're correct there. Well said, because the evidence speaks for itself, right? They were an outstanding situational team last year. Uh and when you want to talk about those those meetings and and the you know, the I, I wrote a story before the Super Bowl last year about the different things they they do in those meetings to prepare for different situations that come up. But yeah, the examples you gave, whether it's it's not necessarily game situations, although they have had that, they had a two-point conversion in what, week two. Was it that they could have operated differently there? Um, and that was just
1: on Sirianni. Uh,
0: but the situational awareness of Jalen Hurts in those two examples that that you mentioned are noteworthy, right? They could have lost Week One, and they did lose this game, and that's that's where your franchise quarterback needs to take better care of the ball. Uh, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that.
1: And this is this game, like this Eagles Jets game, was it, it's sort of like. This was a game that played out like the offseason conversation of uh, like regression that's coming. Mm. This is what's going to happen, right? Because we talked about in the summer. I thought that suggests defense was going to be a top three defense this year because they were following the template of last year. They were one of the only top five, top 10 defenses that was not also in the top 10 in takeaways, right? So there was takeaway regression coming for them because they were a good defense. You knew that the Eagles were going to turn the ball over more this year than they did last year. You knew they were going to get some bad breaks. You knew they were going to get more injured than they did last year, right? And so, like, if you had showed me the way that this game played out, just the play-by-play and the injury stuff in July, I would have been like, oh, yeah, like, that That kind of makes sense. Like, this is exactly the kind of game in which that would happen. But to have been in it and, like, be an active participant in it that doesn't make it feel any better. Like these guys all could have made one more play and they'd be six and O instead of five and one.
0: Well said, you know, and, and this is where they keep saying after, after the game that this is one to learn from, this is one to build on. Right. Uh, and that's, that's where you look at it. And you say, were these problems that were festering? You just gave good examples. They they clearly haven't been playing exceptional football. I thought they made a good turn in the Rams game. I thought the Rams game was really strong all around. They just had to finish in the red zone. Uh, but this was a game here where you're playing against Zach Wilson. You're playing against a team that doesn't have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. There is little reason why you should only have 14 points. And I actually... I was crunching the numbers today the eagles only have four tu- i think four touchdowns on the i think it's 22 drives it's either 18 or, 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 or 22 I, I won't get the exact number um in my, in, in my notes from these past two games you like they only had 14 points in that game they, they 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 didn't score in this in in that second half when you know things were were uh they had a chance to put them away and the, the successive interceptions or, or, or the multiple interceptions late in the game like that, that just can't happen. And so whether it's on Jalen, whether it's 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 on Driscoll, whether it's on Nick, however you want to frame it, the taking care of the ball quotient needs to be there needs to be more of a premium placed on that in this building immediately.
1: Now, what about your thoughts on the sort of run the ball discourse yeah. with regard to the, the offensive play calling in this game?
0: Did not have an objection to the third and nine. I, I know people wanted them to run it there. Uh, if you if if you run it there, basically what you're saying now it is true. The defense played outstanding, and so if you if you run it there, you wear down the clock. You punt it. They probably get it with what 50 seconds to go, a minute to go, and they need to go you know 50, 60 yards to get in the field goal range. It's only a field goal game there. I like the idea of of ending the game with the ball in your hands, right? So I have no objection there to not running in, the, in in that situation. As far as the overall pass-run differential, uh, the, the Jets had a bad run defense going into the game. But if you told me that you would have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed out and you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, uh, I would say throw the ball. The fact that they couldn't maximize that, the fact that they couldn't take advantage of it, and Devontae Smith had you know some un, un, untimely drops there, but overall, like that... I, I don't have an issue with the pass run distribution, but if you're going to pass the ball at the frequency that they did, then you need to convert, you, you need to have more explosives. Okay. I, I thought Mike Sando of The Athletic had a good piece today about like how the Eagles' explosive rate, the explosive play rate's gone down. Uh, and you just need to, you, you know, you, you, you need to have more success through the air than what they did.
1: Also, when they tried to run the ball, it wasn't going very yeah. well. Um, you know, they, they called 11 runs on first down in this game. Those went for 27 yards and that includes like six of the, or four or five of them that were in one yard or no, six of them were one yard or worse. And there, a couple of them were way negative. Two of the red zone possessions start with like a, a huge loss on a, a first down handoff. That doesn't mean I understand that there's the case for like the accumulation of of the runs, the body blows, breaks things down. I don't think that that was the case in this game. I think the Jets were just winning those matchups up front and their linebackers were doing a really good job. I actually would have liked to see one more pass play in this game. And and for me, the play calling before the two-minute warning, I would have liked to see a a wrinkle in there on first or second down when the Jets are expecting nothing but run. Mm. That's when I would have liked to see sort of that RPO give Jalen Hurts an option to pass the ball if there's a safe pass that gets you three or four yards that's fine but it could it could get the first down and win you the game I thought going just run run now the game is all on this third and nine I didn't love that
0: good point there yeah I mean a, a third and nine is not a high probability play
1: so meanwhile like three or four plays earlier Jalen Hurts makes a great play on yep. third and seven on the completion to Dallas Goddard where he just dots it right at the top of his drop so, like, there's reason to believe that he can do that,
0: which is what Sirianni referenced after the game.
1: Right, but I, I thought uh, it was a little bit too predictable there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I would agree, and and so is is the objection with the play call, or is the objection with with just the situation they were in?
1: On, on which?
0: On that third and nine.
1: I can't. I don't. I can't judge the play call until okay. I've I've actually seen it. Okay. Um, but I, I I don't object with throwing the ball yeah. there necessarily. Yeah. I object with Jalen Hurts mm. not reading it correctly sure. like and knowing that if if the there if there's, any there's a defender whatsoever. in the area then probably just yeah. take the sack, yeah, but Yeah.
0: Okay. Good day for the minions. The chat's happy with you, Bo. I like this fire.
1: What can I say? It's funny because I my my original thought would have been like uh as the contrarian like after a loss I don't think it's that bad, and I, I don't really think that this was that bad of a loss relative to the way that they've been playing. I think, you know, they probably didn't deserve to be 6-0. and I think they've been yeah. not as good as everybody's been yeah. thinking they were through the first five weeks, and I think this loss was probably not as bad as the general reaction. Well, that's
0: the conversation I was hoping to get to you after the ad read was the original question was like, is this one that was coming to them, or— it was just an, they an, deserve an to, bad they game.
1: deserve to have lost a game the way that they've yeah. played through six games. But
0: like, I thought the Washington game last year was just a bad game. Like it wasn't that, that wasn't who they were. I thought that was just a bad game. Right now they did make some changes. Right. But like they were a juggernaut and who, who had a bad day and they could have wiped that team clean, you know, if, if not for a few untimely un- plays, Right. Quez Watkins fumble, Dallas Goddard's fumble. Uh, this team here, I don't, I don't know if 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 they're at that same level yet. So,
1: it, it, I think on this day, they had no business losing that game because the Jets' offense is just that bad. They're like the quarterback is just that bad, and the Jets and the Eagles' defensive line was killing them. I think if the if the Eagles had played this same game against half the teams in the league, with a better offense, and even if the Eagles had had two fewer turnovers, I think they, I think they lose that game too. So I think it's a little bit in between in, in on this particular Sunday. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, particular Sundays, particular Mondays, well, obviously the big uh, game one is tonight. And if you want to be in the crowd tonight with me, check out Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. GameTime has flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all that good stuff. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code phly for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem with code phly for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed uh i guess we should talk about the defense yes. zach yep. and without darius slay without Jalen and carter they still had a, a pretty impressive performance. I was particularly struck by their response to each of the like difficult situations the offense put them in after those turnovers. Pretty impressive stuff, especially from from the defensive line.
0: Yeah, I thought Hassan Redick and Josh Sweat both had uh, terrific days. Hassan Redick, by the way, for all the uh, the debate, or I, I wouldn't even say say debate, but like curiosity about the way he played in those first three weeks. Uh, is there a regression from him? Hassan Reddick has more sacks now through six games than he had through six games last year wow. when, he How about through, that? when he finished with 16 sacks. So uh, the, he's, he's had three straight games here. I know you uh, like to tease me about the sacks coming waves, but we're na, seeing na, that na, now. Na, na. And then Josh sweat is just awesome. Uh, and I hate to say, I told you so, but I mean, that's a, that's a flex that I could have for a long time because Josh sweats playing at a really high level. Um, he's been one of the top, edge rushers in the NFL this year and you're going to continue to see those sacks come as well uh I thought Milton Williams played a good game for the Eagles I thought Jordan I Davis played and again I haven't watched the all 22 I've only watched the tv copy but I I, I thought Jordan Davis played a better game than he's played since probably week two week three I agree he with was that. Yeah, he was productive for them there um like you said Blankenship was around was all around the field before he got hurt I didn't think Josh Joe played that bad um, as a replacement for, but he
1: was Eli Ricks was taking his job. Job starts yeah. the game, and then yeah. Ricks is playing until Ricks gets yeah. gets injured. He was playing on the outside for Job. Yeah. Now, do you
0: think that was a rotation thing, or do you think that was?
1: I don't know. I think okay. it was probably a rotation thing. But okay. you know, it, that's a that's a bit of a fall for Josh Job, having been this guy's good enough on yeah. the outside. We think that we're going to move J- James Bradbury into the slot. To all of a sudden. This guy is not good enough to even play on the outside when Darius Slay's injured all by himself. We need Eli Rex to play as well.
0: Or Rex is coming on. Could be
1: that. Could be.
0: Um, and then the linebackers. A lot of rotation you, from Desai. Yeah, what'd you make of the linebackers? Uh,
1: you know, I I understand the rotation with Nicole Dean. I don't think that Nicholas Mora was like playing at a high enough level to keep this guy who was supposed to be the guy in the middle off the field. So I would be... I think it would be a uh, a bit of a yellow flag for Nicobe Dean if next week, one week after his return, he's not playing the whole game with with Zach Cunningham.
0: A yellow flag. Interesting. Usually, you hear red flag.
1: Well, that's the that's the point. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. It's not yeah. a, it's not a full you're, you're on red flag. You're not waving the red flag.
0: You're waving the yellow flag. Yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's a bit of a it's it's on my radar. It's a bit of a concern. Yeah. It's also I would say a bit of a yellow flag that, as I said to you last night on the post game show, all of these injuries in the secondary. We have seen Makai Garner play. We have seen Eli Ricks play. We have seen Mario Goodrich play. We have yeah. seen Josh Joe play. We have not seen Keeley Ringo play a single defensive snap.
0: That's true. That's fair. And there, are, well, no, he he played a few defensive snaps yesterday, but okay. Um, but but uh, a very insignificant number. Yeah, like two or three. That he is behind all of those guys yeah. in the pecking order. Yeah, that's fair.
1: That's a fair. Point On my radar. That's all. Yeah,
0: that's the and that's your third round pick next year, right?
1: That's right. Yep. What else jumped out to you from from the defense? Anything else?
0: I mean, just that it, it it confirms what we always talk about. When when your rush is playing as well as it is, then it it, it can kind of neutralize some of the uh, pro, I shouldn't say problems being undermanned in the in the back end. I, I mean, I made the point yesterday. James Bradbury was the only day one starter on the field by the end of the game. That, that that's a little concerning there, especially when you have the Dolphins coming next week. So that's that's. Uh, something we're going to have to watch. But I, I think that defensive front, when it plays that way, uh, you're going to see it. And then, I mean, it's true to form here. I thought the third down defense was just terrific. I think 2 of 11 are thereabouts for the Jets. So that jumped out to me.
1: I thought it was a, an impressive display from the defensive line. I talked about this with Jamie on the post-game show, but it was sort of the exact example of why the team is built the way that it's built, because even when you have suffered injury after injury in the secondary because the defensive line is that good, you can still get away with it. I think that's a little bit a case of they were fortunate to be playing who they were playing. I think that would not have been the case against most of the you know offenses with an actual quarterback in the NFL. But um, I think it's fair to say that like this is a this is a crazy thing. But their defensive line might be better this year than it was last year, and I think that I think that it is. Yeah, well, because with
0: the way Jalen Carter. Has been playing. Obviously, didn't play yesterday, and the, the development of some of those younger guys. Milton Williams is playing better. Jordan Davis is playing better. So, if you're getting and, and Fletcher Cox is playing better, by the way, too. Yeah. So, and
1: they're also much better against the run.
0: Yeah. So, if you're getting like almost apples for apples uh, with Hargrave's absence going to Carter, and Carter's probably been a little better I think against he's the been run. Better. It's crazy. Yeah. Then I I can see that Hassan Reddick is playing now the way he did it uh, last year. Josh Sweat, I think, is playing even better, although I thought, I thought Josh Sweat played at a high level last year. The one thing I am curious while we're talking about this, and again, this is far down the depth chart, but I, I see Ash in the chat saying, haven't heard much about Nolan Smith. Derek Barnett, I'm not, I don't mean to pick on him, but he's really not giving that much.
1: Um, and like, What a wild <laughs> takeaway. After this game, you need to get off your chest no, that Derek Barnett is not giving no, the Eagles my, enough My right point
0: now. is, at what point do you think Nolan Smith starts pushing some of that playing time?
1: Well, let's see. What was the exact uh, disparity of their playing time in this game? Derek Barnett played thirteen snaps, and Nolan Smith played three. Uh, so Derek Barnett played twenty percent of the snaps. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy to yeah. to ask if Nolan Smith could could eat into those snaps a little bit. You're probably right that that Barnett has not brought a, brought a ton. Again, I think it's a wild takeaway from uh, this game well, to be at the top of your to do list. Do of course, <laughs> you know, like Zach's this. coming in, like I got to get this off my chest. This is the one thing that's really been grinding my gears. What is up with those eight, <laughs> eight snaps that Derek Barnett has that no, could go we, to uh, look, Nolan we're, Smith?
0: We're here all week. This is what you do. You're 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 kind of you know you're getting all the minutia.
1: The flip side is, I it's not like Nolan Smith has done take. anything with his snaps true. to earn more playing time. So. Until, until he earns those snaps, I don't think they're in the business of just giving them to him.
0: True. I mean that's that's one where I don't know if Camp deceived us or if he just he just needs a, a larger sampler size, a larger sample size. I will take the latter.
1: I do think that we have seen enough in just six games to say that Sean Desai is, is more willing to be creative. Uh, Than his predecessor, we saw so many different rotations. <laughs> you need to get a, a a good Gannon rip off off by. I one. didn't even mention him by name. I'm his not coming after him. He I'm cannot just be saying. named. There are lots of examples from the past two years of them sort of sticking with the same plan, and I just think that we have seen a lot more um, throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks with with Sean DeSai so far. Which he, you know. Dealing with the injuries he's had. Of course, the sixth game of the season, the Eagles yeah. having their sixth group of starting five in the defensive backfield. Tough situation. Great
0: stat. I agree with you in terms of Sean Desai. He's been awesome. And he's someone who, if they keep this up, will deservedly get some head coaching buzz.
1: And somebody mentions this in the chat. Uh, I think it's Dean says, I thought Nakobe played better too, but maybe I'm biased towards my fellow Dean bro. I'm not sure that I was super impressed yeah. with N'Kobe Dean. He'll, like, there was that one play where he, it looks, he looks sort of slow chasing down Zach Wilson. Yeah, I,
0: I got a text from someone saying that same thing. Really? In the, game, the open so field. And he
1: also, he does look small. And like, well, small slow and small term. is no way to go through yeah. life as a linebacker in the NFL. I mean, it's one game back. He's got a, we got a long way to go. It's only his second season. But let's see him play a full game first, I guess.
0: I'm holding my Dean stock. I'm holding my Nekobe Dean stock. Okay. You're, you're you're laughing because I hold stock as opposed yeah, to yeah.
1: It would be a bold thing if you were going to say you were buying Dean stock, but okay. like you are only ever doing what the market is doing. Like, no, that's not true. Yes, you when a player is playing really well, you're like, I'm going to buy more of this stock. I'm buying DeAndre Swift stock after yes. week two. When a player is doing badly, you're like, all right, now is the time to now is the time to sell. When Nicobe Dean yeah. is just treading water right now, you're holding. No, I have a stance. Go against the grain, my man. It sounds
0: like you're selling, Dean. I'm holding it.
1: I just think. Well, I think I will stock buy right your now, Dean shares
0: from you at a discount. I'm not giving you a discount. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, I, if, you're, I if, discount, you're, right. if you want to go out and say Nikobe Dean's going to be a good player, then buy the stock.
0: By the way, cousin Grace says you can be small or slow, not both. Cousin Grace, you haven't seen me play basketball.
1: <laughs> well, you're not in the NBA. Yeah. All sure. right. I, I do
0: have a, a fantasy draft tonight. Ooh, do you? Actually, an auction. You love an auction. I actually don't love an auction. Really? Yeah. Why not? I mean, I love the concept of an auction because I always end up. Oh, uh,
1: because you're. I
0: always, to, to no end, yeah, I, know I exactly. end up with more money left late and I end up having to spend you're, like extra money because on the your, your, your
1: You've got your number I, and you're not yes, going to go over And I your don't
0: number. go over the number. Happens yeah. every
1: single time. Yeah. That's why. Keep that in mind tonight and be willing to go over your number on the guys you like.
0: Yeah, but then you end up getting, like, all $1 and $2 players at the end. Well, then so. don't
1: complain about it. Have it one way or the other. I, I agree, but this is why, this is why I'm so Now, is this V League? Audience. Is this the classic Bodner, no, Spike League? No, that,
0: league? that draft is—that's that's, that, that's a draft. Oh, that's, that's because it's—yeah,
1: okay. That's okay. next week. This is one with my brothers. Okay. Just your brothers?
0: No. There's other people in it as well.
1: Okay. All right. Well, uh, if you wanted, like, some Sixers merch— that you can use for your uh, for your fantasy basketball draft. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. Overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. And FOCO has hooked PHOY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items use the promo code phly for 10 percent off what else is on your mind anything else to uh, get off well how about the about games the game? from
0: last week i'll uh, pull it up okay. uh, i
1: want to finish okay, on the yeah. game itself
0: okay yeah so then uh penn state trip
1: you're looking up our uh, our ratings <laughs> Yes. Middle of the show is actually <laughs> reading reviews on the show. That's that's how much he cares about the <laughs> right,
0: reviews. Yeah, rate and review.
1: Um
0: <laughs> my like state and trip.
1: subscribe, all that good stuff on YouTube. Yeah,
0: my 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 my, my pen state trip was uh was was fun. Um had a, had a, a, a great time with Emily back at her alma mater and uh our friends Brett and Alisa and uh we uh had a good dinner on Friday. Unfortunately uh, it rained a lot on Saturday. Didn't make it through the entire game, but it was a wow. it was a blowout. sixty three nothing. So we saw
1: what okay. we saw what, what we had to see. Got you think to- this Penn State team has a chance to to get to the playoff sack? You think they've got what it takes?
0: I mean, big gaming on Saturday against Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, then yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have a take. Uh
0: yes, I do. <laughs> I I do. I, I I think that their defense is awesome. Andy Diaz is doing a good job there. I know Temple fans okay. probably don't like to hear that. But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> are you pointing, pointing to temple, Temple's yeah. campus? <laughs> that one? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the, the quarterback's legit. I, I, I like both their backs. So, yeah, but Ohio State's going to be real tough. So, we'll see there. Got a chance to walk around Happy Valley, but had a tour of AccuWeather. Or got to see Accu, Accu, AccuWeather. So, shout out to Steve a loyal listener, Steve man. Um, and, uh, learned so much about AccuWeather. Like and what? I mean, just about all that, that goes into the, the I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into all the details on their company. You want
1: to give away their proprietary information, yeah, but,
0: but it, was, it was, you don't believe that
1: it's, they're just making stuff up.
0: Oh no. I mean, they're working hard in there. Okay. So, uh, and I have the app on my phone now because if you remember, I used a different weather app, Well, on our previous podcast, I don't remember. Okay. Well that was brought up to me. And
1: so I, he's been holding that grudge. No, but
0: I am an weather guy now.
1: All right. Well, shout out to Steve. All right. Uh, Goose wisely, Zach. You had Zach Wilson has at least three turnovers. I had Tim Boyle plays at least one snap. Neither one happened. You had Brees Hall has the most rushing yards in the game. I had Deandre Swift has the most rushing yards in the game. Neither of us got that. Jalen Jalen Hurts had the most rushing yards in this game. Wow. Zach, for the audio listeners, gave a premature double point, (laughs) double thumb point to his chest. He thought he was going to get that golden egg there. Didn't happen. Brees Hall has the longest play from scrimmage of the game. That was yours. Not the case. Brees Hall has no runs of over 10 yards. That did happen. I get that point. One-nothing me. You had the Jets have more sacks than the Eagles. Did not happen. They had two. The Eagles had five. 3.5 3.5 of those five accounted for by Hassan Reddick and Josh Schwett, giving me a point because I had Hassan Reddick and Josh Schwett combined for more sacks than the Jets. 2 nothing bow. The Eagles throw a screen to Alameda Zacchaeus. That's for you. Didn't happen. A kick or punt hits a post, an upright, or a pylon. The, the Elliott field goal and that, uh, that first Zerline field goal of the game, both very close, close. to the upright but did not hit them. Uh, you had A.J. Brown has 100 yards receiving. A point for you. I had A.J. Brown has fewer receiving yards than Garrett Wilson. So two to one me. You had there is a coordinated team celebration with at least three people involved. didn't happen. I had N'Kobe Dean plays every defensive snap. Didn't happen. It comes down to the golden egg at the end. You had Jake Elliott kicks more field goals than Bryce Harper has home runs against the Braves, which was three. Didn't happen. I had the Jets have fewer yards per carry than Nick Castellanos at home runs against the Braves. That was four. They had four point two yards per carry, so it didn't hit, but I win and I go up four one on the season.
0: Okay. So it's gonna be uh I it's just a, a setup for a comeback. Isn't that what they say?
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: set up for a comeback. Setbacks uh, yeah. Just a I'm setup sure for a you comeback. Could.
1: You're a wordsmith, you could figure sure. it out. Uh not and- working
0: on a lot of sleep right now. So
1: Yeah, I mean it's a four o'clock game, you know. You drove home, it's okay. You could have <laughs> slept in a little bit later. I could have, true. Just True. as Emily wanted you to. Just as Emily wanted me to. Yep. Uh, as for the rosters, uh, if you want to pull those up, Ray, let's see. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, no blood there. Uh, Boston, Scott, priest Hall, not a lot of blood. You had A.J. Brown, but also Devontae Smith. You had that twenty-one personnel, and the Eagles used some twenty-one mm. personnel in this game to. Uh, Think Nick watches. N- not huge effect. Uh, I had Garrett Wilson who had a good game. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's tough to even make a case for anybody in this game, given uh, how poorly both teams played. I think it would come down to which defensive line was better. I've got Graham, Quinn, and Williams, Fletcher, Cox, Josh Sweat. You've got Reddick, Carter, who didn't play, John Franklin, Myers, Bryce Huff. A lot of people in this game who we thought were playing in the game. Uh, I I almost think that we sort of throw this one out, but I don't know what you think.
0: No, I think I win. How do you win? How do I win?
1: Uh, well, I, with tell Darius Slay as your corner and Jalen Carter as your I defensive win. tackle. I think I win and Lane Johnson as your right tackle. <laughs> I think you think that's a winning strategy with Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. Oh, I think I win with the son Reddick's pass rush. I think I, win. <laughs>
0: I think I win with, uh, De- Deandre Swift scored a touchdown. AJ. Oh had yeah. What a,
1: what a, what a great game for Deandre Swift. AJ Brown
0: had over a hundred yards. Although you had Tony Adams, he had that big interception.
1: I feel like I am being very magnanimous in offering up a no blood here. I think otherwise I would be taking the win. So we'll take a draw here. All right. I think that's fine. We can we can get back to the drawing board on uh, exactly how to determine the winners other than bow wins, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you off. That's that's typically what you say. You wear
0: me down and you say you win.
1: And I'm Mm -hmm. offering you to not do that this time. Yeah, so I, I will take the draw. Okay. Uh, what are you particularly interested in following up on uh, over the course of the next few days?
0: Well, obviously, Lane's status, and we'll find out more Wednesday when they return to practice, maybe Thursday, uh, about, you know, if he's even out there on a limited basis. This is a huge opponent, and we're going to get real into the Dolphins. I'm looking forward to talking to Baldy tomorrow to find out more about, like, what makes this Dolphins offense special, because this Dolphins offense is special, uh, so you want to see how they are in the secondary because I'm excited to see what their plan is going to be on defense yep. in this game. Yep. Um, so, so, so those are some things. And then you want to see how Jalen hurts responds. This is going to be a big Jalen hurts week. And I'm curious about that. Uh, the, 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 dolphins, we, we spoke a lot about Vic Fangio, about Vic Fangio during the off season. Uh, but he, he does have an understanding of the personnel. Game. Um, you know, Joe Casper is on that staff. He, he knows the Eagles personnel. Big Joe Casper pop. Nice. Yeah, did you see that one coming? <laughs> no, I didn't. Good for you. Um, that's the
1: you one you're not getting on the other Monday Eagles. Shows, no, that's for sure. I'll
0: tell you what you do five shows a week. You get to the safeties coach on the other team. Okay.
1: <laughs> Big pop for Joe Casper. <laughs> yes. I like
0: that. Yeah. Joe, if you're watching, boom, maybe this will prove your, uh, you know, potential coordinator. Can, cue rating,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, good point from Dean. Uh, wow. A double dip on Dean in the chat today. Zach may be losing Goose Wisely now, but I'm not selling my Zach stock just yet. Appreciate that, Dean. Are you buying your Zach stock? This is a chance for you to buy low.
0: <laughs> you're saying oh, my stock's low right now? Well, oh, you're losing Goose four to one. Yeah. Goose wisely. Gotcha. I thought you meant life. I'm like, no. oh, goodness. You already know how, how I'm reading <laughs> all these comments and reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would say buy Zach stock. I got some good articles I'm working on. Uh, so make sure you check that out on all all phly.com I'm, looking I, for
1: that creative heater.
0: Yeah, I mean I appreciate Sun uh, I appreciate Sun Sunset Shaz, a loyal uh listener viewer who uh he 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 weighed in from Friday's pod about scenes from the locker room and couldn't get that many scenes from the locker room yesterday but made sure the story included that and I appreciated he already put a comment in. Uh if if you are a diehard, you can um, leave comments on our all PHLY articles. You can also message me on t- Twitter and email Zach at allphly.com. But yeah, always, I, I have some good stories that I'm, that I'm working on that in the next week, two weeks, and then going to try to line up some, uh, some, some features that I love to write in this next month.
1: Excited to read that Allphly.com. That's where you can go. And Zach's Twitter and email is where you can go to really set him in a tailspin if you have any kind of conflicting <laughs> advice or feedback based on something else that somebody has said. Because so, I will listen and I will Because he think. will listen and he will really take it to heart, uh, no matter how uh, much or little of an expert you are in the field. So for Zach and all of us here at PHLY, we will talk to you tomorrow at, what are we, 1.30 tomorrow? Yes, 1.30, 130 tomorrow uh, after the coordinators speak. So we will talk to you then. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And as always, we love you. <laughs>